Psalm 36 verses 7 to 9. How priceless is your unfailing love, O God. People take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house. You give them drink from the river of delights. For with you is the fountain of light, life. In your light we see light. Feasting on the abundance found in the house of God. That's something that we find here in this passage of scripture. In Psalm 36, 7 to 9 we have read. The Lord's love is unfailing. And people come and take refuge in him. And the psalmist is talking about the house of God. They feast on the abundance of the house of God. And you give them drink from your river of delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. There is no light without God. There is no true light. There is no true enlightenment of our minds without God. There is darkness in the absence of the presence of God. And as the psalmist King David is... Uh, Relishing himself in the love of God, you find that he is talking about feasting in the abundance of your house and drinking from the river of delights. Feasting in the abundance in the house of God and drinking from the river of God. As God delights in us, we drink from him, we receive Everything that comes from him. And all of that is found in the house of God. In the community of Christ. In the community of the disciples of the Lord Jesus. In the gathering together of his saints where his spirit dwells. We come and feast in the abundance of his house. The feasting is not just about uh, a physical aspect of feasting. Of course, there are feasts everywhere. There are delicious uh, uh, food served in weddings, in uh, uh, you know hotels, in in places of revelry where there is food and uh, uh, you know water in abundance, and all kinds of wine and everything in abundance. And people feast and uh, relish themselves and enjoy themselves in the abundance of the food that is out there. But here is the psalmist king, talk, uh, the King David talking about feasting in the abundance which is in the house of God. And we're going to look at that this morning. We also find that similar passage in 92, Psalm 92 and verses 12 to 15. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. Psalm 92, 12 to 15. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. Proclaiming the Lord is a pride. He is my rock and there is no wickedness in him. The psalmist King David is one who really longs for the presence of God. Longs to dwell in the house of God. Has recognized that there is something about the gathering together of the people of God which he did not find alone. And even in Psalm 23, you find he closes by saying, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Hallelujah. I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. His one desire was to dwell in the company of the saints and another psalm also he goes on, goes on to talk about how he is unable to go to the house of God and he longs for those times when he used to go to the house of God with the great throng and go and declare his praises how he used to go uh, together with this uh, with the people of God and celebrate the presence of God there's something that is found in scripture talking about the importance of coming together and gathering together as a people of God together. And the scripture is talking about there is abundance in the house of God. Those who are planted in the house of God will flourish like a palm tree. 
Psalm 36 also talks about that. We read it already. There is truly the abundance of uh, spiritual growth and nourishment that we find in the presence of God, in the company of God's people. As we live in community, as we are planted in the house of God, there is good food that is available for the inner man, the spirit man. Paul the apostle also speaks about uh, becoming stronger, being strengthened in the inner man. And that is something that we experience in this uh, corporate worship. As we come together, as God's people together, we find spiritual nourishment. And this is something that the psalmist King David has found as he went to the house of God. And so he speaks about the abundance in the house of God. There's spiritual nourishment. The house of God is not just a place of eating and drinking. It's not just a place of business and exploitation of opportunities and exploiting the weak. And that is how it was. Uh, and that's why Jesus came and took the whip and uh, he chased the, uh, you know, people who were buying and selling and exchanging currencies and the people who were engaged in exploiting and, uh, uh, you know, keeping the Gentiles away occupying the space where the Gentiles should come and where this house should be a house of prayer for all people was taken control by the Jews and they did not give room for the Gentiles to come in and they were engaging in businesses. This is not that kind of a house. The gathering together of the saints of God is a house of prayer. It's a house where there is the abundance of the spiritual food that is found where we are nourished in our soul, in our spirit. And that enables us to grow in our spiritual life. And unless the spirit man continues to grow, unless the inner man continues to be strengthened, we will otherwise experience a spiritual uh, deformity, spiritual malnourishment, spiritual death also. And some have gone to that place where they are spiritually undernourished, malnourished, spiritually not uh, flourishing and uh, nourished well they are experiencing a spiritual uh, demise a slow demise sometimes it's very dangerous to go into a place of uh, going through spiritual malnourishment and a spiritual unhealthy uh, uh, state sometimes some people go into a, a lack of well-being in their spiritual life it's important that we understand the importance of coming together as a family of God, which is a God-ordained uh, pattern that he has ordained for us. Some look at the gathering together of the church as merely as a ritualistic experience of, uh, I am a Christian, I go to church. There's somebody else who follows another faith. And so they go to their place of worship. And so likewise, because I was born a Christian, I go to my place of worship. This is not about just attending a place of worship, going and uh, observing some uh, you know, religious rituals and some customary practices in a place of worship. But this is about you know, coming together and being nourished with the spiritual food that you and I receive from the word of God and from the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And that is what the Psalmist King David is talking about. And you also find that Apostle Paul talking about it in Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 19. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 19. In this passage, he's actually talking about how there are some people who have given themselves over to uh, worship of angels and many other uh, traditions of men uh, which uh, has caused them to lose their connection with the head. But the point is found in verse 19, the whole idea of the body connected with the head. Colossians 2.19, let's read. They have lost connection with the head from whom the whole body supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews grows as God causes it to grow. For some have lost connection with the head from whom the whole body, what is the body? That's the body of Christ. Amen. We are the body of Christ. 
we as the body of Christ and some have lost connection with the head and uh, this is uh, how the body functions the whole body is supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews and it grows as God causes it to grow you know the body is uh, not just bones and flesh and blood but the body is held together by sinews and ligaments and that's why the first injury that we have uh, when there is any physical impact is the ligament or the muscle uh, you know get stretched or twisted or uh, uh, torn because those are the key things that hold all of the bones all of the joints together and so it's important that we understand that this whole body is supported together with ligaments and sinews and it grows as God causes it to grow. Now without being connected with each other, we cannot experience growth. The body cannot grow and this body has to be connected with the head also. And who is the head? Jesus is the head. Jesus is the head of the church. Jesus is the head of this, his body. And uh, this body is made in such a way where this body is connected together, supporting by ligaments and sinews. And uh, that's where the blood flows. That's where the life flows. That's why we are all able to grow and we can never grow alone. Amen. Hallelujah. We need each other for growth. And that's how God has made it to be. And so we can never fight God's principles and God's order. We can never fight divine order which has been prescribed in the scriptures. Some people have ideas and thoughts and elevate themselves with greater ideas beyond the scriptures. And they will say, oh no, I don't need the church and all of that. You know, I can watch it on TV. You know, I watch sermons and I can, you know, pray by myself and I can grow by myself. You know, that's not biblical. You can never grow by yourself, all by yourself. Christianity is not a privatized religion. Biblically, you find that God is speaking about coming together as a body, being attached with each other as one body, and that is when you and I will grow. And so to find the abundance in the house of God, we need to understand that we are one body, and as one body, we will find nourishment for our souls as we are together as the body of Christ. Hallelujah. And having the connection with the head and being led by the head, the body, the life flows from the head to the body and then we all grow together as God causes this whole body to grow, not one person alone. Life flows into the body and so we need to stay connected to the body and the ligaments and sinews support and hold the body together. That enables growth. Each member of the body is different. Yet each member of the body has its own function. In contributing to the growth of the whole body as the Lord himself causes us to grow. Each member of the body is important. The eye cannot say that the hand or the feet is not important. Right? Paul the apostle writes about it in 1 Corinthians in chapter number 12. You know, no member of the body can say the other one is not needed. The eyelid is so important <laughs> because the eyelid immediately reacts there is an automatic reflex system that God has inbuilt built in into this eyelid so that anything that comes near the eye you know as soon as it comes close or if you see anything flying towards you immediately the eye shuts or even if there's a flash of a bright light you know Immediately the eye shuts. Why? Because God has made every member of the body with a certain function. And that function enables the safety, the protection of that eye. Because the eye is the most important part of the body. And it needs a safety gear. And that safety gear has to function well. And that eye cannot say, I don't need the eyelids. You are closing frequently and you are blocking my visibility. <laughs> Just imagine if the eye says, I don't want the eyelid and takes it off, sends it away. What will happen? All the dust, everything goes in, any injury, anything comes near us, we, you know, the eye will get damaged. This is how every part of the body has a particular function, has a 
good function has a function that you and I need to acknowledge and we need to recognize that we need each other and this is how God has made us to be like. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Each member of the body is different yet have its own function in contributing to the growth of a whole body as God himself causes it to grow. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Would you touch your neighbor and say, I need you. Hallelujah. I need you. <laughs> Amen. Now tell them, don't mess with me. You need me. <laughs> you need me. <laughs> Hallelujah. So don't mess with me. You need me. You may want to say it to your wife or your husband also. <laughs> Hallelujah. We all need each other. Amen. And that's when we can find spiritual nourishment in the house of God. It's not about talking about a place. It's talking about being together as a family of God where we find nourishment. And so quickly talking about uh, finding abundance, spiritual enrichment in the house of God. Firstly, um, we're going to talk about the nature of the house of God. In Colossians chapter 3 and verse 11, we find... Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. The Bible is also talking about another place where there is no male, no female, no Jew, no Gentile. We are all one in Christ. Now there is no division or there is no special status for anybody. The nature of the house of God is that it is also heterogeneous. Everybody is included. Everybody is involved. Everybody is needed. It's not a homogeneous type. It's not about just only uh, one caste people. Or it's not just about one linguistic group of people. It's not just about men. Or it's not just about young people. It's not just about elders. But it's a very holistic group of people. Because on the last day, when we stand in the presence of God, you're going to find people from every tribe and tongue and language who will be represented in the presence of God in heaven. Hallelujah. God loves everybody and God has made church to be a body of people where everybody is included. Amen. Hallelujah. And so that's why even when Apostle Paul would write uh, to, uh, you know, the different people within the household of God and within the individual households, and he speaks about men and women, he speaks about children and parents, he would also go and speak about masters and slaves. But while talking about masters and slaves, he's not so much concerned about delivering these slaves from the hands of the masters. Again, it was not a slave labor like the kind of uh, uh, bonded laborers uh, uh, you find in today's uh, slavery, modern day slavery. But they were households living together under the care of one master. And so for him, uh, he really did not, uh, you know, he was not really concerned about somehow getting the, uh, elevating the status of these slaves to the level of the master. He was not so much concerned about bringing equality, equity in this uh, world. In this world, each one has a different status and a position according to the uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the customs or the, uh, the culture of the world according to the statuses that the people measure people by. We may be in different strata of society. Paul was really not so much considered of, concerned about elevating or liberating the uh, position of the slaves and equating them to the level of the masters uh, worldly in, the, in the, the positions of the world. But he was more concerned about how they function together as a household of God, even as a master should not exercise undue authority and, uh, uh, you know, uh, crush the, um, you know, slave. And the slave must not uh, despise the master because he's also a fellow believer in the body of Christ. But he must sincerely work uh, even when the master is not looking at him. And he must respect and honor the master. And so you find the idea of all kinds of people within the household of God. You have the slaves and the masters. You have the husband and the wife. You have the children and the parents. You have everybody, the barbarian, the city, and the Jew, the Gentile, the slave, the free, 
and all of this this is the nature of the household of god hallelujah and so as we come together as we find this abundance of god the spiritual nourishment in the house of god we need to recognize the nature of the house of god this is not to be homogeneous and god did not want it to be that way this is to be heterogeneous hallelujah and somehow i am not so much in favor biblically speaking about uh, some people who say oh this is for only these kind of converts and we're going to have exclusive church for them have you heard of some churches like that this is a so and so caste convert church no scripture is nowhere advocating that we are all to be together whether we are a vegetarian or a non vegetarian whether we are a high caste or a low caste whether we are a middle class or a you know uh, no class you know whatever it might be whatever it might be whether we are black or white whether we are brown or whitish or whether we are pink or you know whatever it might be you know somebody wrote in their marriage uh, uh, you know uh, what is that um, advertisement uh, you know uh, my skin complexion is red in color because it, they literally translated it from tamil in tamil they say segap you know segap means uh, fair skin in tamil and so they literally translated it and said red in color <laughs> so whether it's a red or a brown or whatever it might be tall or short fat or lean whatever it might be jesus loves everybody and the church is for all hallelujah the church is for the even for the outcast the down the the those who have been uh, you know pushed away from society those who are looked down those who are not taken care of the marginalized uh, you know and the even the millennials and everybody is included in the household of god hallelujah and so this is the nature of the house of god and some people for some it is very difficult for them to break out of their own cultural boundaries to break out of their from their own linguistic boundaries from their own caste boundaries and some of them hold on to them so strongly and they feel very uncomfortable with people who are different than them but we better learn to you know find ourselves comfortable with everybody in this place because heaven is going to have everybody there amen hallelujah praise the lord heaven is going to have the tribals heaven is going to have the untouchables heaven is going to have everybody in amen that's the nature of the house of god because god loves everybody amen hallelujah some of the things that you know are practiced or done or some of the ways of eating or some of the food that people eat in some cultures might be very difficult for us to digest i was in japan and they were eating raw meat <laughs> you know and it's difficult and i was really scared what's going to happen to my stomach will it really digest <laughs> and so these are things that we will have to struggle with you know while we interact with people in different cultures but the point is that god loves everybody and this is the nature of the house of god we have everybody in and we love everyone hallelujah praise the lord here is no jew no gentile circumcised or uncircumcised barbarian or scythian you know slave or free but christ is all and is in all in the midst of the people of god there is a highest potential and the possibility for growth not alone at all while personal spiritual disciplines of prayer and meditation of god's word personal disciplines are good and it's important they are necessary for godly life but we should never forget we grow together as god causes us to grow together as we are held together by supporting ligaments and sinews together god causes us to grow we find spiritual nourishment in the house of god in the company of god's people in the diverse uh, company of god's people hallelujah praise the lord jesus reached out to the untouchables of his day jesus reached out to the outcasts of his day jesus asked for water from a samaritan woman a jewish male will never speak to a samaritan woman hallelujah but jesus crossed those boundaries and you find the in the record of scriptures in the genealogy of the birth of jesus in the first chapter of matthew you find the names of ruth ruth the moabite as recorded you find the name of uh, rahab the prostitute from jericho whose record whose name is recorded you find the names of such people who are flawed david's name a man who fell into adultery who committed murder his name is recorded in the genealogy of the birth of jesus you find that god loves everybody and wants everyone to be 
in community as God's people. And that's where there is the highest potential and the possibility for growth. And it is never alone. That's the nature of the house of God. Number two, we are talking, we are talking about finding abundance in the house of God. That is spiritual nourishment. We're talking about spiritual nourishment. And in that context, we're talking about the firstly, the nature of the house of God. And secondly, we're talking about the hovering of the spirit in the house of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because when Jesus ascended back into heaven and before he ascended, uh, in fact, even before he died and rose again, he said, I'm going to go away and I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit, the, another comforter, the Holy Spirit who will be with you, who will remind you of all things. He's the spirit of truth. And here you find Ephesians chapter 2 from verses 19 to 22. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 19 to 22. Ephesians 2, the first part is talking about how there is no Jew nor Gentile and the dividing wall of hostility has been broken because of the death of Jesus and he has united both of them to become one in Christ. And in that context, Paul is writing in Ephesians 2 verses 19 to 22. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. He's talking about the Gentiles, that we are no longer foreigners and strangers because once we were outside the kingdom, once we, didn't, we were not the covenant people, once we did not have the privilege of coming into the holy of holies, as the Gentiles stood in the outer courts in the Old Testament, they really did not have that access to God because God had sovereignly chosen the people of Israel to reveal himself firstly to them and through them to the nations of the world. But now through the death and resurrection of Christ, God has opened a way for all to come to him and now we are not, fellow, we are not strangers, we are not foreigners, but we are fellow citizens with God's people, members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, the teachings of the apostles and the prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as a cornerstone. In him, the whole building, that is all of us Jews, Gentiles together, the whole building is joined together. You see again, like that whole idea of the body of Christ, joined together with sinews and ligaments, held together and God causing it to grow. Same way, another description, Another uh, uh, picture of a building, uh, this is not talking about a literal church building, it's talking about the people of God, Jews and Gentiles, as a household of God, the house of God built together, rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. You and I have become a holy temple uh, where the presence of God is. And in him, you, are too, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Hallelujah. The spirit of God is present everywhere. There is a general presence of God at all places, at all times. Because the very nature of God is that he is an omnipresent God. He is present everywhere all the time. But there is something about the spirit of God hovering, the spirit of God dwelling making this place the people of God as his home where he comes to dwell by his spirit and the spirit takes residence among the people of God there is a spiritual dynamic of being built up together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit and that cannot be achieved by a spiritual loner by being a spiritual loner there is something a spiritual dynamic of being built up together. This is biblical. This is what God is doing. A spiritual dynamic of being built up together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. There is a hovering of the spirit of God. There is a movement of the Holy Spirit. There is a leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Which you will never find otherwise as a spiritual loner. And so it's important to be together in the presence of God. This is how we are spiritually nourished. As we come together as uh, people of God, uh, the nature of the house of God, which is heterogeneous, not homogeneous. And we all contribute together to build each other up. And secondly, you find the hovering of the spirit in this house, in, amongst the people of God. These are biblical spiritual dynamics for spiritual growth and enrichment. Levels to which we will never grow 
otherwise except being together hallelujah if you have understood or if you have experienced as you have plugged in into the fellowship of the people of god and if you have experienced growth in that fellowship in the coming together of the people of god and the studying of god's word and being uh, uh, you know enriched by the contribution of one another into that uh, you know learning experience and growth experience you will understand what i'm talking about how the spirit of god comes to dwell amongst us as the scripture says these are biblical spiritual dynamics that we need to understand as we come together and the spirit of god hovers and dwells among us finds and takes residence in us there is comfort there is healing there is prayer there is strength there is wisdom there is counsel there is a way of life to follow and spiritual truths we will never grasp no other way but 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 by being together as a community as a body of christ because this is how god has intended for us to be are you with me this morning hallelujah number 3 there's a spiritual dynamic in the house of god in this coming together of the body of christ in unison and where the spirit of god is dwelling you find the spirit is not silent god is never silent where he is present god is always actively at work God is someone who is constantly at work for those who are in the center of his will. When you're talking about being in the center of his will, being together as this house of God, finding the spiritual nourishment that we need to find and being uh, and plugging together in together according to his divine plan and design. when we have come together and we have given our given ourselves wholly to with committed ourselves wholly to the fellowship of the people of god and and aligned ourselves to the divine design of god you know what happens there's a spiritual dynamic that you begin to see unleashed in their midst you turn to acts chapter 13 acts chapter 13 there's a spiritual dynamic that you will begin to find as the spirit of god dwells takes residence in the house of god acts 13 verses 1 to 3 now in the church at antioch there were prophets and teachers you see that's 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 found in the house of god today unfortunately the prophets and teachers have also become lone rangers and going from house to house and telling some prophecy for the sake of personal gain do not entertain such people a prophet a teacher is supposed to be functioning in the context of the household of god that's biblical that that is biblical and not going from house to house uh, knocking on doors and introducing himself saying prophet so and so in a visiting card and giving out a business card and saying i can do some service for you and expecting something in return this is this has become a business a gift that god has given to the body of christ has turned out to become a business in the christian world today watch out for such uh, dangerous people who will come and devour whole households watch out because prophecies and all of this need to be uh, done for the edification of the body of christ that's what the scripture talks about and also it needs to be discerned affirmed by the saints of god the mature people of god within the household of god you'll find that in the scriptures we don't have time to go in detail about that that's a whole different study that we would have to do and how to prophesy and where to prophesy and how what are the spiritual dynamics in that but the point here is the whole idea of the household of god and in this house of god there in the church at antioch there were prophets and teachers barnabas simeon called niger lucius of cyrene many in order to be brought who had been brought up by herod the tetrarch and saul you see people of all kinds blacks and whites and semitics everybody in this household of god but in among them were prophets and teachers while they were worshiping the lord and fasting together the holy spirit said you see that's the spiritual dynamic there the spirit of god is brooding over them the spirit of god is hovering over them and the spirit of god begins to work amongst them and he speaks and he says set apart for me barnabas and saul for the work to which i have called them so after they had fasted and prayed they placed their hands on them and sent them off 
now they were fasting they were praying spirit of god says set apart saul and barnabas for the work to which i have called them and so after they have finished fasting and praying they affirmed together this is the voice of the holy spirit this is the leading of the holy spirit there was a there was a distribute there is a distribution of the gifts within this body and the whole body functions together prophets and teachers elders there elders we talking not just talking about people with gray hair elders within this body who have been established men of god ordained to serve the body of christ in the process of in the work of shepherding were all together and they placed their hands on them and released Saul and Barnabas for the work to which the spirit of god had commissioned them which was something global apostolic work which is larger than the local are you with me this morning and so this here is a spiritual dynamic that begins to emerge within this household of god and this is what this it's truly the abundance that you find within the household of god which you can't find anywhere else are you with me hallelujah the abundance the spiritual nourishment as we are a heterogeneous group of people and as we grow together as uh, supported by sinews and ligaments and as we uh, you know help in the functioning and the growth of one another and this is how the spirit of god comes and dwells in such a place among such a people his house his household and there the dynamic work of the holy spirit begins to manifest i mean and some people have reduced the dynamic work of the holy spirit to just falling on the ground when somebody is filled with the spirit and they're not able to physically withhold uh, or hold their own composure and some of them fall probably and that's fine sometimes it can happen where there's a powerful power encounter but some have just discounted and reduced the work of the holy spirit to just falling on the ground or just clapping of hands or just making some noise while all of these can be exuberant expressions of uh, when a person comes and uh, is filled with the holy spirit probably for the first time and they really experience such great joy and uh, ex- experience of uh, great euphoria and they really burst out speaking in tongues and and clapping of hands and and into an exuberant expression of worship and emotional outcomes that's perfectly fine because god himself is an emotional being and he has created us with emotions and it's totally fine to express joy or anything in emotions either with great grief and tears or with great expressions of joy and laughter it's perfectly fine amen and so let's not put a boundary to the work of the holy spirit and says no even if the spirit of god moves nobody should move stand as a statue you know you don't have to give room for the work of the holy spirit but at the same time let's not major on the minor where we are just caught up and excited about external expressions and miss out on the real work of the holy spirit in the company of the people of god there is spiritual nourishment there is spiritual enrichment here you find a spiritual dynamic of the collective wisdom to take the right decision by discerning that this is the leading of the holy spirit this is the work of the spirit and acknowledging that and the elders within the household of god come together and affirm and say this is something that we must do we shall set up at barnabas and saul we lay their hands on him on them and commission them for a larger work than the local and send them away as they go on this apostolic mission an apostle is a sent out one they go out to different cities proclaiming the gospel and establishing communities of disciples everywhere this is the spiritual dynamic that you find in the house of god there's an abundance in the house of god that we need to tap into that we need to recognize that we need to uh, come together to find it in the presence of god next chapter 16 another dynamic let me show that to you as well there are many other things that we can talk about because of lack of time we're going to conclude with just one or two of these Acts 16 verses 6 to 10 Paul and his companions traveled through the region of Phrygia and Galatia 
having been kept by the holy spirit from preaching the word in the province of asia when they came to the border of mysia they tried to enter bithynia but the spirit of jesus would not allow them to so they passed by mysia and went down to troas during the night paul had a vision of a man of macedonia standing and begging him come over to macedonia and help us after paul had seen the vision we got ready to leave at once concluding that god had called us to preach the gospel to them you see this is how it is when in the household of god in the community of the people of god where the spirit of god dwells where the spirit of god takes residence you find the spirit leading them but when the spirit is giving a vision to of a man of macedonia calling him uh, you know apostle paul to come paul the apostle himself just did, does not conclude on that but they certainly would have all prayed together as the spirit of god was closing doors in different places the spirit of god is now opening a door in another place but they all conclude together that god has called us to preach the gospel to them luke is writing acts and so luke the writer is part of the apostolic team along with paul and there were many others as well silas and timothy and and many others who came alongside at different times you know who went along with apostle paul and you find here this spiritual dynamic of uh, coming together in this experiencing the leading of the holy spirit and the men of god around us acknowledging that and coming to a conclusion that this is the leading of the holy spirit you find divine direction for accomplishing the purposes of god in the household of god you find a clear distinct you know calling and uh, god's purposes revealed within the context of the household of god and the progress of the gospel being led by the holy spirit himself not by one human effort but the collective effort that comes by the leading of the holy spirit together as the men of god come together to conclude on these matters and say we will do this together as the people of god hallelujah amen and so in this mission that god has called us to and the purpose why he has established us as a church together is to fulfill his mission do his work and establish his kingdom but it's going to happen as we come together as one household as we find spiritual nourishment for spiritual growth we find spiritual enlightenment we find spiritual wisdom within the context of the household of god and divine direction these spiritual dynamics are found in the context of the household of god the abundance you find is a spiritual abundance within the house of god and in conclusion let me close by saying this the spiritual enrichment that you find in the house of god among the people of god brings spiritual vitality brings spiritual vitality spiritual enrichment spiritual growth and the holy spirit hovering the spirit of god brooding and the spiritual dynamics released in the context of the household of god all of that brings forth great spiritual vitality spiritual vitality means spiritual strength or spiritual energy to to accomplish things to do things the bible says in psalm 36 the passage we read at the beginning let's read it again psalm 36 and verse number 8 they feast on the abundance of the house of god you give them drink from your river of delights also psalm 92 we read the righteous will flourish like a palm tree they will grow like a cedar of lebanon psalm 92 12-15 planted in the house of the lord they will flourish in the courts of our god they will still bear fruit in old days they will stay fresh and green proclaiming the lord is upright he is my rock and there is no wickedness in him they will proclaim they will flourish they will bear fruit they will stay fresh and green proclaiming the word of god you see this in conclusion that spiritual enrichment brings spiritual vitality such people who are planted in the house of god will flourish in the courts of our god they will not grow spiritually dry they will not be spiritually empty they will not be at a place where their spirit there is a spiritual vacuum in them and some people undergo a situation where there is a spiritual emptiness they cannot experience the presence of god they feel so lost they feel so dry they feel so empty 
but when you are plugged in into the house of god there is spiritual strength spiritual uh, enrichment that you find in the presence of god and uh, where that brings forth spiritual vitality where you flourish you will not be spiritually dry you will not be spiritually empty you will not be wasting your life you will not be full of regrets you will be flourishing you'll not be looking at the past and being troubled but looking towards the future and really growing and flourishing in your life you will find a progress constant progress constant growth constant state of well-being spiritual well-being spiritually thriving flourishing hallelujah and that is what god desires for us spiritual vitality that you will find in the house of god flourish and then they will fruit, bear fruit even in old age no limitation will ever hinder fruit bearing amen even at old age god gives a strength of a young person both physical strength and spiritual vibrancy it's a spiritual vibrancy and being together in the household of god it is that which brings physical strength and health and well-being and spiritual vitality also one of the good examples that you know uh, we we uh, you know we all know uh, jemimaka's father uncle victor swamidas elderly age very much flourishing spiritually well nourished you can find spiritual vitality if you want to just go see what is spiritual vitality go sit with him for one hour you will be strengthened you will be encouraged you will be built up you will be full of faith you will you will experience a spirit of evangelism you know that is still so strong and growing where even though physically he is not moving about like probably he used to but the spirit of evangelism that probably that began when he was in his teens or 20s continues even at this age of 80s recently this week we had taken a group of uh, leaders who were from six different nations um and we took them on a learning experience in the city here and we met with one elderly couple in fact three of the you know different leaders we met in the city uh, for their learning experience were all of them elders but one of them really old and this uh, elderly auntie who's probably in her late 70s has a middle-aged son who's a special child you know he's in that stretcher kind of a wheelchair thing uh the whole time and he needs to be carried he needs to be washed even if there's a mosquito bite he cannot scratch himself you know literally at 77 or 78 she carries him and takes complete care of him and runs a ministry uh, of uh, 200 missionaries serving under their leadership with several churches under their leadership and in their same house they also have a office a mission training center and a guest house for missionaries to come and stay they come for training and we were amazed and she said i woke up at 3:45 and god every started getting everything ready for the day <laughs> and the whole time she's walking up and down and standing and preaching and teaching and and taking care of this uh, middle aged son who's a special child who cannot do anything by himself you know from bathing him to washing him everything has to be done and flourishing and fruit bearing at old age it was a real challenge for all of us who went and met them it was a real challenge for some of us it was literally like a slap on our face what are we doing with our lives look at the way she is able to function that is because of the spiritual enrichment that has been found in the community of god's people as a house of god they growing together spiritually nourished that even though there is physical frailty and weakness at times because of age but there is great spiritual vitality and fruit out of their lives hallelujah hallelujah still encouraging the young people still teaching them still modeling for them still doing things that will enable them to grow and begin to function still challenging them still traveling teaching hallelujah you bear fruit no limitation age limitation physical limitations nothing will matter if you really plug in into the house of god and are spiritually enriched and growing and experiencing the 
power of the Holy Spirit and the leading of the Spirit and allowing the Spirit to work and lead us into His you know, ways. And when we allow such spiritual dynamics in our midst, you will begin to see us flourishing together. Spiritually, not dry, not wasting our life, not empty, not in a vacuum, but spiritually, white, you know, spiritual vitality you will experience in the house of God. Flourish and grow and bear fruit. And it also says they'll be fresh and green, not dry and rotten. Amen. Fresh and green, full of faith, full of courage, full of strength, full of wisdom. Full of the word of God. Full of spiritual vibrancy. Moving forward. And fresh and green. Hallelujah. This is the way God will cause us to experience. Eat of the abundance in his house. There is abundance in the house. Hallelujah. Brother, sister, there is abundance in the house. Spiritually you will be nourished. And you will be spiritually functioning. At a different level, as you experience these spiritual dynamics within the house of God, there'll be spiritual vitality in your life. Shall we pray that God will enable us to experience the abundance in the house? I want us to know this morning there is abundance in the house. There is abundance in the house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus, hallelujah. You will never find anything greater elsewhere other than within the household of God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Because that is how God has ordained it to be. God has ordained it to be. Oh, hallelujah. There is abundance in the house. Abundance in the house. Abundance in the house. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There is abundance in the house of God. There is abundance in the house of God. Oh, this is time for all to receive. This is time for all to receive. No one, hallelujah, shall receive less. No one shall receive an excess. Hallelujah. God is an impartial God who shows no favoritism. Hallelujah. There is abundance that you will find. There is vitality spiritual vitality that you will find in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. As we are spiritually enriched and growing, 